Blog Talk Radio. Gonna tell you a little bedtime tale, legend it will become. Burgers flying out the door, sail on. Two for one, no concern for the future. Living for today. Fast food bite on your way, lay it all to waste. The masses are afflicted now. Moo, mad cow. Mad cow. Mad cow, mad cow, line dance song. Hey, Sign Guy Nation, welcome to the show. Welcome to another Friday. Sign Guy back with you along with the coach with the most coming at us from coast to coast. He doesn't mean to brag, but he's got a boast because he likes rump roast. And he's never burnt a piece of toast. Coach Mike Jones, some show notes hey. if you're looking for some wrestling in the next couple of days. Real fast before we jump in with our guest tonight, WCW at the Outlaw Arena at 1151 South Kentucky Avenue in Indianapolis, Indiana, where I will be for Cage Mess on the 25th of this month, headed back to WCWO for Christmas. So find me there. Also tonight, Northwest Pro in South Hill. Washington, where you can find me tonight as well. Power Pit Pro Wrestling in Roseburg, Oregon. H2O in Williamstown, New Jersey. And Wrestler Workshop in Glen Falls, New York. Tomorrow night, Northwest Pro back at it at the Key Peninsula Civic Center in Vaughan, Washington. Blizzard Bash in Augusta, Wisconsin. Defy Wrestling in Seattle, Washington, AWA in Waldorf, Maryland, TWA in Pikeville, Tennessee, Funkified Wrestling in Warsaw, Indiana, BMFX in Lafayette, Indiana, PPW in Bedford, Indiana, A1E in Jeffersonville, Indiana, 907 in Anchorage, Alaska, UCW in Saginaw, Michigan, SWAG in Henry, Tennessee, Destination Six Wrestling in Barstow, California, and AWS in Orangeburg, South Carolina. But our guest is with us, and without further ado, I want to welcome back to the show. It's been a long time. Wild Lyle, welcome back to the program. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. Always a pleasure to be on Turnbuckle. Our pleasure for sure. Oh. While Lyle, you, for the longest of time in recent memory, have been NGW Heavyweight Champion. You've held that title for quite some time. Can you tell us who you took the title from and how long it has been that you've held that title? Well, I am the undisputed champion. I am less than 200 pounds, so I feel I feel a little flush every time somebody says heavyweight. So that would be the more technical term. Uh, I did, in fact, retain the title. You know, it's kind of confusing because I won the Rumble, and I believe the Rumble was for the title, but then the title was up for grabs, and then Richard Sincere got it. And because of that kind of unclarity, Richard and I wrestled again, and I obtained it from him. That was at uh, NGW Northwest at Peak Performance. That was two years ago, I believe. I don't know the specific date, but yeah, I think two years now. That is a very long reign in modern times. Most champions measure their title reigns in months. A select few in one-year terms. To have a title for two years is a big accomplishment. What do you think you owe it to to have held on to the title for this long? Well, you know, of course, my athletic abilities, and then I also have to attribute COVID-19 as well. Uh, <laughs> put a little downfall on the shows. But, you know, I everything I do, I do as a champ. You know, and I've done it before, even before I had the title. So, um, you know, I always just keep my head up, you know, my shoulders down and, and just keep rolling. So, I mean, I attribute a lot to that, you know, a lot to my family for sticking behind me uh, this entire time. 
um, you know, that I've been wrestling. I mean, this entire time as a champ, you know, I mean, it's certainly drawn me a lot of different directions being a champ. Uh, and a lot has to do with Coach Mike Jones, you know. I mean, he's been major direction in my wrestling career, um, you know, and I attribute a lot of that to Kevin Sullivan as well. And uh, a lot of various big names that I've been able to train with and just prepare, you know, spend time with champs. So I'm always destined to be a champ no matter what it is I do. Uh, you mentioned Kevin Sullivan, and he was in your corner among other members of the Real School Army for your most recent title defense against the Moondog. When Kevin Sullivan goes to the ring with you and he's in your corner, what goes through your mind as a champion knowing that you've got somebody with a legacy and the credentials of someone like him standing there rooting for you, giving you advice if need be? You know, so... When when somebody talks, you you give them your attention. But when when Kevin Sullivan's in my corner and he talks, like I tunnel vision. You know, I I I pick apart everything he says. I watch his the his body language. You know, because like everything ab- about him is a legend. So everything that he has to say really means something. And so you know, you just it's a real tunnel vision. So it's it's a, it's, a, it's an amazing feat to have. Uh, that kind of person uh, backing me and guiding me. So it's, it's. I mean, I say pleasure a lot, but I mean, it's an absolute pleasure and an honor for to have him in my corner for sure. About most recent title match that I mentioned came against someone that Samurai. is still Samurai very young, Viento. but he has a lot of experience now, that being Viento. Uh, you have faced him before, as I recall it. What do you think the situation is with Viento? Do you think he's going to once again challenge you for that title, or do you think you move on to a different challenger? Uh, you know, uh, he uh, he gained the ability to wrestle for the title when he beat Dark Carter at SNS Best Auto Sales. Uh, you know, and that was uh, you know his opportunity to step up. Uh, you know, the way that it looks, uh, I think I kind of took of his opportunity. I don't know. Like, we'll have to figure it out if he's going to be able to uh, to wrestle again uh, for that title. You know, I mean, everything is not always determined by by me, of course. So there's a couple of variables we have to look into. So I'm not sure who the next opponent is going to be for the title, but whoever it's going to be, I'll be prepared 100%. Wrestling as the NGW champion is unique because the promotion works with a lot of different companies in the Pacific Northwest. So the NGW champion appears not only on NGW cards, but the champion will defend that title on various cards held by several promotions, a lot of them co-promoted by multiple companies, which was the case in your last title defense. Being the champion of a company that works with so many other groups where you're potentially going to face outside opponents from your home company, what does that do for the mindset as the champion? Do you have to prepare even more than you think another champion might because of that variable, or do you think you'd always have to kind of, in the back of your mind, know that, you never know who's going to face you for that title. You know, so being a being in the faction, the real school army, that faction is filled with Hall of Famers. You know, I mean, from side to side, it certainly is. And so anytime I go and I defend that title, you know, I have so many different all-stars that, you know, will, will be able to, to, to guide me in the right way. And, you know, I, every day, you know, I take my spiritual journey with my dogs and, and I prepare myself mentally. So, you know, I really feel like I can face anybody head on, uh, you know, knowing who, who my uh, opponent's going to be or not. I, I just, I don't have fear in my life. And, uh, you know, it's just not something that you can live in. And, and the world right now, it's filled with anxiety and fear. You know, I, you just can't fall into that pit. 
so nobody's too big, too bad, too scary, you know. Everybody bleeds. Everybody bleeds. <laughs> that they do. I referenced Richard Sincere, who you had a few matches with a few years back. He is a very, very different type of wrestler compared to Viento. And Viento is different from guys like Hostel or uh, Paul Cerberus that you have faced. You faced a lot of people that have very different wrestling styles. What do you have to do when you go into a match and you know that that person's got a completely different style of wrestling from the last opponent, and he's going to have a completely different style from what your next opponent has. Well, for me, I've trained, I've trained uh, Mexican-style wrestling and American-style wrestling. Um, you know, the best way to prepare for somebody is to prepare for the worst, you know? Uh, it really is, like, just... Uh, I mean, I, I wrestled with big old Tyson quite a few times, and, you know, just the best way for me to prepare is the way that I live my life, you know, just extreme and wild, you know, and just really go at it and not be afraid. Uh, you know, and everything goes back to having just great representation uh, in my corner and then at my home, too, you know, just having the ability to, um, I mean, I, I run far, I cycle far, I lift heavy, you know, I mean, what more can I do? Like mentally, I'm not really sure, so I just keep pushing myself and pushing myself beyond my limits, you know. I, when I was doing obstacle course racing, one quote that stuck in my mind is, be better than your best, right? And then how do you do that? You know, you have to give it a all every single time. And then the best way to do that is I push myself to the limits by – you know, doing all kinds of different obstacle course racing and running, you know, tremendous amount of miles at one time, just whatever I could do to take myself to that dark place of fatigue uh, and overcome that, that's how I prepare. Now, in addition to having to train and having to learn different wrestling styles, one of the things that a champion has to learn and has to incorporate is nutrition into what they do. Uh, if you have a proper diet, it's going to help you that much more in your wrestling career. What do you currently do as far as diet goes? So um, I was a uh, massage therapist and a personal trainer for six or seven years, um, full time. Uh, when it comes to food, uh, as far as my diet, you know, I've always been very specific, uh, try to keep out like fatty, uh, high sugar, you know, I mean, anything I could do to stay away from fast food, you know, and if I, if I do have to eat fast food, like it's uh, good choice decisions, not just the quickest junkiest thing. Um, there's a lot of focus that, that has to come with your nutrition within itself, you know, cause it all comes from planning. And if you don't pre-plan, then there's no real way you can have proper nutrition. There's not, um, because you expend so many, like, so for me, like I'm, my metabolism is so high. So I'm always like just burning that sugar. So I always have to make sure that I'm getting large amounts of carbs in, um, you know, chicken breasts, uh, you know, uh, fish, uh, you know, a lot of high protein, uh, you know, different kinds of foods. Well, at this point, Coach Mike Jones is with us, and I know Coach has questions for you as well, so I'm going to pass things right over to Coach. Hey, Lyle, uh, thanks for coming on. It's glad you can come back when Sign Guy's here this time. Last time it was just you and QT. So it's an honor and pleasure to have you on. Yeah, hey, Coach. Hey, and, uh, yeah, you know, a lot of people don't know your background, and, and it's not it's a little more than just being a personal trainer. Um, you know, your dad was a Jeet Kune Do constru- uh, instructor. 
Um, you've done MMA. Um, when JB Luce hooked you up with me, I could tell from the first day, and you're like a lot of people I've trained, I've told them that, you know what, I will make you a champion as long as you follow along and follow with what we're doing and, and uh, do the right things. I'm sure you could be a champion, and here you are. And uh, congratulations for that. Well, thank you, sir. Yeah, it's been a big commitment, you know. It certainly has. Uh, you know, I mean, it took eight, nine years before I was able to obtain that that championship, and I don't feel bad about it. Like, I never felt like I lost or didn't gain anything towards that. You know, originally finding out that J.D. Lewis was the champ, you know, I mean, I totally marked out, and it was here, here, you know, a guy that I'm lifting with, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm the champ, just nonchalantly. And I'm like, wow, it just totally blew my mind, you know. And, I mean, with my dad being a Jeet Kune Do instructor, we, I started training when I was five or six, uh, you know, and, and at an early age I got to train with Hicks and Gracie. Um, I got to train with Paul Vunak. That guy is a monster. He, he almost broke my arm showing me a, a, an arm bar. Uh, you know, Dan Inosanto, same way. Dan Inosanto was uh, to, to, to train with somebody, to be at a seminar with somebody that trained under Bruce Lee and to have that like main, you know, mentality, that was just a crazy way for me to grow up. And, uh, it, it really gave me a lot of focus and perseverance. And it really humbled me to meet somebody of that, uh, you know, just that caliber uh, and to try and just just uh, emulate what he's doing, you know. And so at a, at a young age, I always pushed myself real hard and found myself in a lot of different variable positions to grow, you know. And a lot of that was through MMA and, um, you know, being a small kid, fighting a lot at school, it's something I had to do as basic instincts. Um, that's life, but you just keep your head on your shoulders, like I said, you know, and, uh, and I think a lot of that attributes to me holding the belt is just, you know, keeping focus, especially in this wrestling industry, uh, you know, cause it's really easy to lose focus and with everything that's going on. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then, you know, some other impressive stuff. It's like, I take pride in, helping you get some some of the seminars from some uh, legends like the Grappler and, of course, with uh, the one and only Wes Briscoe. And then, of course, you've done seminar uh, many seminars with a uh, UFC Hall of Famer, a real school army member, the one and only Stefan Bonner. Yeah, you know, learning, learning from each, there's specific key points in every seminar that just stay in my mind. And for me, like the grappler, going to his seminar, uh, I was telling sign guy that uh, <laughs> earlier that, you know, it's one of the memories and like, oh, I, had to, I have to prank this guy because he pranked me during the seminar. But the biggest thing that stuck with me uh, is the grappler telling me how to be the best heel possible. And when I did turn heel at time, Everything that he said to me just just echoed in my mind, and I followed that to a T. And when I did, like it just it, it brought everything to focus that I needed to, you know. And I just when you when you do as you're told and you do it, you know, especially from somebody who's an all star, uh, you really see things develop in a lot different light. Yeah, and then the other things that you've impressed me on was. Uh... Back at the Coach's Corner Training Center there in Tacoma, down in uh, downtown Tacoma there, uh, where you'd be practicing MMA with, like, big old Trevor. He's like a 270-pound guy, and you were, like, out there manhandling him. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and that goes without uh, living a life without fear, you know. And it's funny because I don't know if you remember, but we were – when Steven and I were were fighting one time, you know – we had cops roll by, and then the cops, like, looked in, and then they came in, and they started watching us. And so we, like, had cops as uh, an audience member for a while, and we got a wrestler in front of them. And that was pretty cool. And, I, yeah, I remember Trevor, man. Like, he was a big guy, and he was 
he, he had some fear in his eyes when I got done with him, you know. He didn't expect what I gave him. And so, like I said, with, you know, Tyson Kidd, too, as well, that's a big guy, but I just, I was never afraid. And so, just, you know, when you know, when you know ev- that everybody is equal in one way or another, or we're deranged in one way or another, whatever it is, you know, you find yourself without fear, and you find yourself in a position that you could just utilize your brain and your smarts and your experience. And I'm at a point in my life where I, I have way more experience because of everything that we've done, you know, I mean, all the people that we've met. Uh, I mean, I, I learned a lot just meeting Alice Cooper, you know, the way that he stood and presented himself when we were in the sci-fi movie. I'm like, man, I have to get a picture with that guy. I have to stand next to him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and then, excuse me. Go ahead. Uh, you know, I'm just proud of a lot of the other things, too. It's like you represented the Coach's Corner Training Center in three different MMA matches, uh, one at Clover Park Community College, another one in Everett, and then you also fought in in, uh, in Oregon there at the Lane County Fairgrounds. That was impressive. Yeah, I uh, so my dad was – he moved to – he was moving – he lives there currently to South America and Sao Paulo, Brazil. And I wanted to do a cage match for him to honor him before he left because that's something that he wanted to see me do uh, before he left. So, uh, you know, in remembrance of family and in honor of family, you do things. And even though, even though he was running away to Brazil, I still, I still honored my father. And so that's what that was. And, and then representing the real school army, wearing that brand, and then seeing that brand grow, you know, seeing everybody that has a real school army brand on them right now is, is impressive all in itself. Yeah, it was definitely impressive at the last show. It seemed like half the crowd had our shirt. Oh, yeah, indeed. You know, I mean, when, uh, when, you, go, when you go into a scenario, uh, again, going back to having that championship mentality, uh, I showed up to the match, you know, I was the, the, the absolute first person there at the arena uh, to to represent the wrestlers. I mean, to represent everybody. There was nobody there. The only other person that was there was a person that was in the, the parking lot, and, and she was having a hard time changing her tire. So I jacked up her car and changed her tire for her. She started crying. She was grateful. You know, you just take a moment and you have that championship mentality. And then you go in, and I helped set up and break down and just walked away with the title, and, and I felt whole and complete. You know, it's a spiritual journey. Definitely. And then other things I'm proud of is, you, you know, you've been to a lot of different uh, organizations, too. Uh, NGW, uh, Northwest Pro, SCW. WUW, Combat Pro, BCW, uh, Lucha Vienta, Vienta in uh, Seattle. Lucha <laughs> Yeah. And then, of course, you were even at the Sandy Bar Memorial Show where we got to be with Matt Bourne before he passed. That was great, too. Yeah. And so, to me, Doink, like, that, there's – you know, there's there's times in your career where you, you stand in front of somebody that you watched and emulated as a child and emulated, and you're like, wow, I'm really here. And he made me feel like I'm equal. And, uh, you know, to, to see the, the first Mexican wrestler in the WWF, you know, at that same tournament, uh, was it Tito Santino? Uh, Tito Ferrion. Oh, sorry, yeah, Tito Corian, and to meet him, too, at the same venue, you know, and, uh, oh, man, I'm, I'm I'm just thinking, like, I'm, <laughs> my eyes are shining right now, because, like, it's just, you know, that was, that was a, a point in my career where, I, you know, I knew that I had to push myself to be that caliber, you know, I mean, I said it before, but I just had to push myself, you know, and there's just so many points that you can attribute uh, your success, and that was a good start, you know, that was a really good position to be in, and I'm really grateful to have that, that memory. Yeah, and you know, uh, you've got a nice list of people you've uh, got victories over in the Northwest, of course, Sincere, Goblin, uh, 
uh, Haas Toll, the chef, uh, of course, Viento. Uh, you even got a tag team victory against me and Randy Zeller. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've been back and forth, you know. I mean, and, and you and I have wrestled a couple times. I mean, we've been put... Putting, you know, I mean, we're a couple rabid dogs, and sometimes people let the the wrong doors open. And there's a couple times where you and I have wrestled, and uh, you know, in South Park, that was that was an insane show. It, it certainly was. Uh, you know, 500 plus people in the crowd just going crazy. <laughs> yeah, and like like you said after the show, Max Celesti from W. Uh, from Wack said that you were the, one of the the best heels he's ever seen in the Northwest. Hopefully yeah, one know, day you might. Back in, go ahead. Hopefully one day that might get you booked there. Yeah, you know, I recently talked to him and I was like, I hoped I had that picture somewhere. I think I'm gonna find it. But you know, him and I, we took a picture. He's like, he, he's like, man, that, you're the best heel of the night. And and it was funny. I didn't I didn't know he was a wrestler. I, you know, uh, he he was just a big fan at the time and. And that that was pretty cool, you know, and, and I was real grateful. And, and I actually kept that picture for a long time. You know, it's, it's little things that help you develop, you know, and, and that certainly was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then, yeah, uh, let me not forget, you got a victory over Von Hess after many tries at the Battle Royal that time. Yeah, that you was, know, that was a pleasant surprise for me to be able to send him over the ropes. You know, I mean, him and I have been in each other's throats for, uh, you know, a long time. And, uh, you know, it's just we're booked against each other. And, and then that's how it's been. And, you know, one of my first main event matches was me and you versus Dash and, and Ron. And um, I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a story. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you how it went. So uh, it was an on-the-spot change of the card. You know, so it was extremely surprising for me to wrestle, you know, uh, the second time after beating Hostel. Uh, you know, wrestling main event, that was my first main event match. And I got destroyed, like absolutely destroyed. I got my ass kicked in the ring. And that was one of the scariest times for me because after the match was over, I walked up the stairs and I was concussed. I was concussed on my feet. And because I'd taken so many blows to the head and so many different falls. Uh, and I remember calling my wife. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on or where I am, but all I know is your number. I'm like, help. Yeah. <laughs> and so that that was a real, real scary moment, you know. And, and there's there's been a lot of scenarios like that where – uh, you know, wrestling certainly can be scary, and there's there's tons of pain, tons and tons of pain that we have to endure uh, emotionally and physically and spiritually, mentally. That you know, you have to grow in all of those ways, or you're gonna fail. This industry's gonna consume you, and I've seen it really consume a lot of people and lots of legends taking their lives with pills and uh, yeah. So going back yeah, to that whole diet and exercise, that's it keeps you happy. Yeah. Go ahead, Coach. A few other things about that. Yeah, I'll never forget that. Where uh, that was a little scary for me. You know, you you got in, and then somehow, of course, they were the heels, Dash and Ron. Somehow they got the upper hand on you, and then all of a sudden they, I could tell they like knocked you out, and they're still like beating the shit out of you. I got so effing pissed. I went in and I basically destroyed both of them to get them off of you. And then basically the mat date was over. I, I yeah, it was kind of a crazy way to, to end a match and then end a night, you know, because uh, I had a lot of fans in attendance that were concerned. But, you know, one of the good achievements, the silver lining about that is I pulled myself together and I wrestled the next two days in a row, you know, and I wrestled at least a match or two each day. Um, and I remember we, we collected a lot of food at, you know, right there at Stanley Fitness Center, uh, right in that complex. We collected a lot of food for a lot of individuals. And we, you know, along this way, we've got a lot of opportunity to help people. You know, and people have been helping us out, you know, and, and with that said, wrestling has created a lot of avenues 
uh, in my life in entertainment that, you know, set me back, you know, being able to work at the, the, the clean, uh, you know, doing set up and tear down for bands, um, you know, and then to find myself in a sci-fi movie, um, you know, with Danny Bonaducci and Alice Cooper and, and Greg Brady, <laughs> and then the coach, Mike Young, coached the most, you know, and then to be able to run and survive Bigfoot. I mean, how many people can say that they survived a Bigfoot attack? We can. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, and also Bruce Davidson was the direct one of the directors in that too, and he's he's a like a legend himself, you know, and uh, yeah. Senator Another thing Kelly. I was proud of were, were uh, you and uh, Sideshow took on me and uh, Stephen Bonner, and you held your own against Stephen Bonner. That was impressive. Yeah, he, uh, he got my signature move, man. Like, I, uh, uh, you know, we, we were able to, to work. I was able to catch him, you know, with, with my understanding and my uh, ex- Well, so it was because of my training in Kali that I was able to recognize the way that Stefan was able to, uh, the way he was attacking me. So I knew how to defend myself from that. Even though Stefan Bonner is huge, I was able to defend myself from that and then to slip out and give him the spinning neckbreaker. Yeah, that, that, you know, that clip, I, I mean, I got that clip, man, and I watch it often. Like, that's, yeah. that's a Hall of Famer going down by my hands. And then, you know, you know just a couple yeah. seconds later, exactly. seeing Sideshow getting kicked in the face, too, that... That's a clip I've seen a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, giving him sure, the spinning yeah. back heel. Yeah, up Go until ahead. that point, I'm sure Stefan hadn't seen seen that move that you did, so that was really cool. Yeah, and you posting that match against me with Adam X. Um, you know, I got to wrestle Adam X uh, four times, I think, and. Uh, you know, I mean, I caught him in a spinning neck breaker, and that that boy was tough. Like he, he was able to pick himself up off of that too. So I mean, I, I, I you know, that's a pretty devastating move to hit at this point. You know, I mean, I know how to hit it right. So it's always impressive to see somebody be able to take one of my best moves. Yeah, you know, and then I I had wrestled him back in 2009, back down there in Oregon. Him and Paul uh, Service was down there. Got to face those guys way back then, and now he's like sort of just disappeared from wrestling. Yeah, you know, I mean that goes back to what I said earlier. You know how this industry can consume you. You know if you don't keep focus, and um, I don't. I'm not saying that he lost focus. It's just uh, you know this it it eats it eats people up. You know, I mean uh, you're talking about Paul Sarabas. Uh, you know when me it was a three on three. At Lincoln Park in Tacoma, you know, that was the first time that I had wrestled directly with Kevin Sullivan, you know, as my actual teammate and, you know, having, you know, getting the tag in, the tag in from Kevin Sullivan, you know, he's tagging me in and I'm in there and, and, you know, just the same. I was able to hit Paul Cerebus with the spinning neck breaker and then tag you in and he came in with the spear and it was over, you know, and... uh, I mean, there's lots of memories. You know, there certainly is. And there's lots of matches. You know. uh, yeah, that definitely was fun. Yeah, and one of my greatest memories, I got permission from Sign Guy to talk about. Are you ready for this story? Okay. <laughs> okay, so I don't know if I told you very much about this, Coach. So this might be new for you. So I wrestled a show at Dash Venture and Lila Lodge's wedding. Right, you know, they've been they've been friends through this whole time, and I got to uh, wrestle, you know, uh, with Dash quite a bit in my upbringing in Shelton. You know, I went down there a handful of times and wrestled in his ring and got to learn from him directly. Uh, you know, and then they asked me personally if I wanted to be a part of their wedding, and that was, you know, just a crazy, amazing wrestling experience. And one of the best things about that is all of the stories that came from it, right? So, you know, it, putting it together, it's a bunch of crazy wrestlers and their family and friends, you know, and, and they're, 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 they're doing this real-life scenario. And we're all waiting, 
and everybody's like trying to, you know, finally when we got everything put together because of all the craziness, everybody's just getting lined up and ready. And I look over and sign guy's facilitating the wedding. And I'm like, sign guy, bro, do you, do you, have you done this many times? And he's like, no, not really. Why do you ask? And I'm like, do you, do you remember all of the words? Like, that's impressive that you would have that kind of memory. Like, I can't remember all that stuff. And he's like, wait, I'm supposed to say words? <laughs> so he was under the impression that he was going to get something from Lila and Dash on what to say. And so I'm like, bro. And, and then I Googled something real fast. And I found it. And I found the ceremony that looked legit, but when Sign started reading it, it wasn't the best. <laughs> you can hear the crowd like go and heal. You know, they're uh, uh, grumbling. <laughs> and Sign's doing the best that he can to, to, to get through this. And then my phone died. <laughs> and so he got to make up the ending. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to be fair, I was told that they had the ceremony already. All I had to do was read what they had written, and then <laughs> not so much. Oh, you know, okay. so there, there I was, you know, like just jumping in, trying to save the day, and then it gets better. So the 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 wing bear comes up, and he's got his pillow, and he's like cracked out on sugar, this little kid. And he's jumping around, bouncing around and running. And they deliver the pillow with no ring on it. And oh. we're like, oh, no. Where was the kid at? Like, where was he at? And then everybody stops and realizes that he was playing in the forest, in the bushes right beforehand. And so, like, everybody's, like, scrambling to look for this ring. <laughs> and then finally, finally we hear, found it. We're like, oh, okay, great, great, great. <laughs> And then we're kind of just stopped, and we're looking around, and we're like, wait, was that a false finish? Oh, God. Who said found it? That was a false finish. Nobody found it. Oh, no. <laughs> and then it turned up. <laughs> so oh, it's certainly a, a typical wrestling experience. Yeah, and then, you know, I'm also proud of all the NGW green rooms we've done where we got to go see Leon Hendricks and uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, Pat O'Day, and then of course Danny Bonaducci and Alice, and numerous legends that we've got to interview. Yeah, you know, uh, each one again, you know, there's there's key things that I remember. And uh, Pat O'Day, uh, you know, I was first when we interviewed him, I was first getting into digital editing and making flyers, and um, I was upset that I was I was losing. Uh, the overall picture, I was losing things when I was adding all of these effects, you know, you just, you, you lose shadows, you learn, lose different things. And, and I remember Pat telling me that, it, you know, uh, as long as the character is still there, it doesn't matter how much editing is there. As long as the, the focus is still there and you maintain focus around that key component, it doesn't matter what else is involved. And that really kind of, you know, I mean, Pat O'Day, like, he brought he brought Jimi Hendrix, man. He brought Led Zeppelin to the, you know, he cracked the dome. You know, like, that. he's a key exactly. legend all in himself. You know, and then to hear yeah. all of his stories and then his view and then, like, just use that to just push myself forward and mature and through his experience and wisdom, you know. Yeah, like then, you said, and then other things. Then, Excuse me. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say another thing that I, I'm grateful for you for. Not only has have you done all the stuff you've done and all the charities we've, we've uh, worked for, uh, the American Heart Association for cancer, muscular dystrophy, many, many, many food drives, toy drives, uh, other various charities. Um you know, you've helped us in promoting on finding buildings and, and booking bands and helping with uh, production people like Joe Love. Those are things that are priceless, and I'm grateful for you for that, and thank you again. Yeah, you know, I came, in, I came into the show, my first NGW show, 
And I remember, I remember exactly what I was thinking. I remember it to a T and I think about it, right? Is this is overall amazing, but it's missing small components. And those small components, I knew that I can adjust and change and, you know, bringing in DJ El Guapo and, and, uh, you know, tag teaming with a bunch of different people on how to make things, uh, you know, hosting musical events uh, and promoting when, you know, promoting psychosis and then, uh, you know, to have fellow wrestlers being like, oh, yeah, hey, I'm going to start rapping or, hey, I'm going to start singing. And here, here I was, like, with my production background, and I'm like, hey, I can put on a show for you. I would love to be a part of your growth. You know, and, and that's that's been a key part of everything, you know, and, and that's the way you've treated me, Coach, is you've been a part of my growth, you know, while you're growing. So I, I, I've taken it, you know, as a, uh, a way to learn on how to, to help others grow, you know, and uh, I guess that's just the success on staying whole, you know, and, and just not, yeah. you know, just becoming humble. And yeah, and then, you, you know, be. exactly. And then, you know, it's like, we helped Ethan HD have his first two concerts was with NGW. And since then he's made the sort of made the big time around here and sort of kicked us to the curb, which is fine with me because, you know, it's his loss more than mine. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't, uh, I try not to be, try not to look on the, the, the dark side of things. I mean, of course there's two sides to every coin, um, you know, but you know, we've there's there's time and time again where we've had this conversation where we're like, you know, why why do we continue helping individuals when they don't help us? But at the same time, we've both stopped and been like, okay, we are helping ourselves in the process of helping these others. So, you know, just finding the silver lining, especially when you feel like you're kicked in the face, has been a you know a good part about us being able to rebound and and meet new people and uh, you know and uh, you know, Ryan, Ryan Cabela, uh, he, uh, like, I just, to have him on that same show as Ethan, like, that was, that was a priceless show moment for me, like, to, to, to have somebody of his caliber, you know, and then Ethan to, to open up for him, and then Ethan being the main event, uh, main stage right after Psychosis, Psychosis uh, you know, and, and other people, like, it's just, it's cool to be a part of that progression, you know, every, I don't know how I could say it in any other way other than just just trying to stay humble and and I I know that there's a lot of people that are getting famous and and it's only a matter of time before you know I get a bask in that too as well because uh, that's that championship mentality. Yeah, you know, and then other things I wanted to thank before that you reminded me mentioning El Guapo. Yeah, not only have you helped in promoting and booking bands. I mean, you've helped us with sound with like El Guapo and Joe Love again. And, and then effects, like, you know, El Guapo was all about trying to bring effects and different production. And then, of course, you're my main media guy for the NGW Green Room. Those are things I'm very grateful for. And I guess I can say thank you again. Well, I certainly appreciate it, Coach. And, you know, I mean, everything that we do, we just I mean, we've we've been doing together, you know, I mean, we've had our hard times and, you know, good times and, you know, just uh, keeping our heads above us, you know, and not letting uh, a lot of what other people say um, affect us negatively, you know, I mean, because uh, if we would have let that happen, I mean, I wouldn't have made it, you know, because, you know, everybody looked down on me from the very beginning, um, you know, just because the fact that I came in, I came into the game with so much, you know, it's like I'm throwing like like giant beach balls into the arena. You know, I'm I'm saying that metaphorically, like you know, coming in and and changing aspects. Like people really were upset about that. They're like, who's this guy trying to change all of this? You know, but I just had a vision and I just maintained that vision. You know, and, and we've certainly done it together. You know, being the longest running member uh, of the real school army, like that 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 means a lot to me. <laughs> And uh, now Definitely. holding the belt and defending the belt and 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 being a part of that faction, you know. And yeah, and then you know, and down. then you know, a lot <laughs> of it was jealousy. People had no idea all the stuff that you did behind the scenes and 
why you had your spot and who you were now, if they listen to this interview, they have a little bit more insight on where you came from, what you've done, what you deserved, and what you've been through. Yeah, you know, I uh, everything is not given, you know, and so everything that I've deserved, I've earned, and, and I push myself to earn that, you know. And I mean, I spent a year training to ride my bike 200 miles, you know, and I did that in 13 hours in one day. And then I spent another year training to run 50 miles at one time. And I did that in 11 hours and 55 minutes. Like that, that's, that's years and years of training and focus and accomplishments. And I've, I've done that in addition to all of the wrestling that I've done. So those are things that I, I was always doing in addition to wrestling. So uh, there's, yeah, I mean, I, I just have my hand in so many different pots that, uh, yeah, just, you know, development. Okay, and then uh, before I give you back to Sign Guy, uh, I wanted to ask you some of my, the standard questions that I ask, I try to ask all of our guests. Well, one of them, before I forget, what's your favorite coffee? I'm sure Sign Guy would love to know. My favorite, <clears throat> say again? What's your favorite coffee? Oh, coffee. Uh, I get... Either a 24-ounce or a 20-ounce white chocolate mocha with a pump of caramel. Nice. Okay, and then now back to wrestling questions. Uh, so what was your most memorable match? And, of course, a lot of people have trouble mentioning just one person or one thing, but your most memorable match or matches? So there's a key match that stands out. Uh, you know, uh, me wrestling you and – South Park, I mean, that absolutely has its memories and, and greatness to it. Uh, but when I wrestled Benoit in uh, Tacoma for the Freedom Fair on the 4th of July in front of thousands of people. So this has its own underlining stories, which I think is amazing. Is So I wrestled that match. I mean, it just everything, I mean, the, the dance was perfect. It was a perfect dance. Everything went well. Uh, I mean, we were counted out, like, we were just equals, like, he hit me hard, I hit him hard, and we never, we never stayed down, so we were counted out, but one funny story behind that, right, is when I was looking at the pictures afterwards, right, because I have brought in professional photographers to shows that I haven't even been wrestling on, you know, I, I brought a show that I was banned from going in, Charles Pinkham told me I couldn't go into the B&I, and I had brought a professional photographer, even though I knew I was going to wrestle on that show. But so I was looking through all of the professional photos, and I noticed this balloon drift in and then drift out. And I'm like, what's this balloon? Who's holding this balloon? And when I get to looking at this picture, I realize that this guy is my now youngest sister's husband. And they just had their second child together. So he was like just drunk, wandering around Point Defiance area uh, during this time. He came and he watched my match, and then he just like leisurely <laughs> stumbled off drunk. <laughs> and then my, I met my sister uh, a month later. So Damn, it's funny wow. to have, have, have little things like that. You know what I mean? Like, when I showed him, I'm like, hey, bro, do you remember watching me wrestle? And he's like, I've never been to any of your matches. I'm like, no, you have. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've and done that, that with my friends. I've done that with my friends. I was like, man, you went to this concert with me, didn't you? No, I've never seen them. And I'm like, well, here's a picture of you in the crowd. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah and you keep reminding me. I had no idea. No, I did have idea, but I, I didn't. Another thing I forgot to mention that you've done for us numerous times, you brought cameramen, your own cameramen, to the shows, and uh, that was priceless. Yeah. Okay, but back to back to the wrestling questions. Okay, so uh, you're tough. Um, you know, wrestler. So I would have to say Richard Sincere is up there. You know, because he. He, he was able to adjust to my grappling. You know, he was able to adjust to my style, uh, which made it tough and difficult for me, you know, because when I started to try and change and flow into something else, 
you know, he was able to adapt and, and to get the W over him, uh, you know, should have quite the feat. And, of course, Stephen Bonner. I mean, that guy is fucking rock solid. Of course, yeah. And, it, you know, especially after uh, Sincere beat you the first time, you uh, you made some changes and made it work the second time. That was great. Yeah, for sure, you know, and, and uh, the when I, I got I got to take the W, uh, and you know Joe Love had brought the arm wrestling champion of the world there, and so he got to watch me take the W over Sincere, you know, and then uh, at peak performance, you know, I don't I don't want this to escape me, but Marcus Trufant and Desmond Trufant were at a couple of our shows, you know, so definitely, like, yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and so we've we've been able to to perform in in front of a lot of high caliber celebrities, you know, and entertain those people. It's just you know just definitely. Oh, and then the last uh, of my standard questions are: I would be willing to bet you don't really hate anybody in real life, but who was your most hated opponent in the ring? Uh, you know, I mean, this is an easy one for me. Uh, and it would have to be rotten, Ron Sutherland. Uh, he just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that guy, he just, he, uh, I don't know, you know, he's, <laughs> I'd like, well, he, well, I've got for, different emotions thinking about it, but I'll just, I'll just stick with rotten Ron. I don't have to explain that. But in, well, in that's the, pretty he, easy. Yeah. Yeah, because he like terrorized you for years. <laughs> sure. <laughs> But, you know, anyway, you got the last laugh when you beat him in the Battle Royal. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. All right. And then I got to get going here in a second. Sign guy can finish up. But uh, make sure you get all your plugs out uh, here at the end. But I wanted to do mine plugs real quick. So I'm at Coach Mike Jones on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Also, make sure you check out the NGW Green Room for thousands of videos and the Real School Army. Thanks a lot, and appreciate you coming. It's an honor, brother. Yep. Bye, Coach. Keep it wild. Thanks. Well, Lyle, I would just like to say the match you referenced where you were concussed, it was a little bit funny to ha-ha at first because when you got to the locker room, you changed out of your wrestling gear, said, oh, what am I doing? i got to go to the match, put back on the wrestling gear, said, what am I doing? I just finished my match, changed out, said, what am I doing? I got to get ready to wrestle. And then we realized it wasn't a funny ha-ha. You were pretty concussed at that point. But oh, I'm I didn't definitely know glad you were all right after that. Yeah, I didn't know that. I, didn't, I, I never heard that. So that's new to me. It was definitely a thing that happened. We thought you were just ribbing us at first. Then after about the third time, we realized you were not ribbing you didn't know minute to minute what you were doing. Yeah, yeah, that was that was hard. I mean, I was faded to black. I don't remember any of that. My my, uh, my kids were really concerned for my safety at that time, and you know, my wife. Everybody just thought I was doing a real good job of selling, uh, you know, <laughs> as I do. But that was that was more than a performance for sure. <laughs> we figure that out. Yeah. Al, you. Like you mentioned, have been on numerous benefit shows, uh, food drives and things of that nature. Benefit shows are something that are very, very common in wrestling. It usually has sort of a different meaning and a, a different purpose for the people that take part in it. When you do a benefit show, do you approach it any differently than a standard show or are there things that you look at differently, be it from a wrestling standpoint or one of the other roles that you have through those standpoints? So, you know, within a a benefit show, um, you know, we always choose our benefits. Uh, We always take time, you know, to understand exactly who needs it the most. And going in as a wrestler, wrestling in one of those events, uh, I always make sure to uh, isolate individuals, you know, as fans that uh, are people that will be benefiting, you know, and, and, and put on the performance more for those 
as like a like a make a wish scenario, you know, or really try and entertain specific individuals, as in with the whole crowd, uh, you know, making making individuals feel special. And then I think that's the most important part about the benefit shows uh, is basically the people that benefit in the end. And if they're present during the match, that's the focus. Now, you, of course, being wild Lyle, as the name indicates, sometimes you get pretty wild out there. What would you say to this point has been the wildest thing that you've ever done in a match? Uh, you know, teaching myself how to do a backflip, uh, you know, and then pushing myself to do moonsault, uh, you know, suicide dives out of there's a lot of scenarios where as a high flying individual, you know, you, you take the risk, uh, you know, so there's been a lot of wild risks and I took that from the very beginning. Now that I think about it, now that I think about it, when um, I made my introduction into wrestling, you know, in SCW, uh, you know, I, I mean, I went in and uh, I'm, I'm spacing names right now, but I, I, I went over the top rope, you know, like in street clothes and came down with a knee to the chest. And, you know, it just, like, I've always been wild, you know, and, and this just gave me a platform to be more wild. Oh, Ian Bear. Yeah, Ian Bear, I gave him the from the top top rope. Outside of the ring, I gave him either the knee drop or the elbow drop. I couldn't remember exactly what it was, but, I mean, because it was like 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. That was pretty wild. A lot of wrestling fans, when they hear the word wild, they will instantly think of wildfire Tommy Rich, one of my old nemesises. He is possibly the most famous of the wild people in wrestling, along with the wild Samoans, wild man Jack Armstrong. Have you ever had an opportunity at this point to come across Wildfire Tommy Rich or any of the other famous wilds of wrestling? Um, no, not really. Like, none of them really helped me develop my character, you know, so, like, I never took uh, any of their anything for my development. So, you know, a lot of those names you threw at me are kind of new to me, you know, and I don't mean to sound you know, oblivious, but, you know, at the same time, like, I just, wild has been who I am, so I haven't uh, had much of an opportunity to meet any other wild individuals. We're down to the last few minutes of the show, and I want to make sure there's time for you. If there's anything you would like to say in closing, plug and promote anything and everything, social medias, merchandise, upcoming shows, your favorite laundromat, anything you like, floor is all yours. All right. Well, I certainly appreciate it. You know, always, always humbled, and, and uh, you know, it's always an experience to be on here and, and to recount so many different scenarios. You know, uh, like some of the pictures I sent you today, you know, with just me going back and reliving some of the matches that I was in and then to realize that, you know, Sign Guys has left so many of them or Sign Guys been a part of them or Sign Guys been in the ring with me, you know. Uh, but you can follow me on Facebook, uh, you know, through the Real School Army, the NGW Green Room. Uh, you know, I, I, I handle that media page along with Coach Mike Jones. Uh, so certainly that's the best way to get, get a hold of me. You know, some upcoming events. Uh, certainly we're, we're working with WUW again. Uh, possibly a February show, I believe, uh, you know, uh, possibly a show down in Texas, but that's alternative. A lot of different variables, a lot of different things are going to come up, uh, as they do always. But, you know, I just want to always say, just remember, keep it wild. Wild Lyle, it was an absolute pleasure having you back on the show today. Best of luck to you as you continue to be the longest reigning and defending NGW Northwest champion of all time. So we look forward to the next right, fans. Hopefully uh, get out there, check out Wild Wild if he's going to be in an event near you.
check them out on the YouTubes. There's a lot out there. But as we wrap up today, I want to make mention of a sad note. Earlier this week, we lost Jimmy Rave, who was a longtime independent wrestler. He also had long stints in Ring of Honor and with Impact Wrestling. A tremendous talent. We lost him way too soon, so as we close things out, we're going to hit the traditional 10-bell salute. 